What's up, everybody? I am Mo. Alongside me, I have none other than my main man, Ali John. And you guys are now tuning into yet another episode of Champions Corner. Oh, what up? Hey, man, what's good, yo? It's been a a little minute since we've been in here. Right, right, right. You know, life happens. We're human. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm saying. Everybody here is human. So, you know, sometimes things don't align the way they're supposed to. But thank God we all here. Thank God we all safe. Thank God we all healthy. You feel me? We back at it. Amen. How you been? I'm okay. Can't complain. Blessed and highly favored. Been up to these past couple weeks. Working, working, working. Mm-hmm. I've been um locking in, trying to focus more because I felt like I was losing a lot of focus. Mm-hmm. I don't know if uh Mercury retrograde been fucking mm-hmm. everybody else up like it is it was myself, but mm. yeah, how are you? Yeah, Mercury is definitely gatorated for me. <laughs> gatorated. <laughs> Yeah, nah. Every time, like, bro, like when I used to, like, I'll be on my way to work, right? Mm-hmm. From the one or two times that I'd be in the office during the week, like, I'll leave my crib at like seven twenty. I work in Hoboken. Oh, so I'll leave my crib at like seven twenty, right? Usually, with the morning traffic, it take me about thirty minutes to get there. Get there at seven fifty. Get my little parking pass. You feel me? I'm good. Right. I left my crib at seven twenty. I didn't get to work till nine a.m. Wow. When was that today? Monday. Oh. It was ridiculous out there. Yeah, that's no OD. Reason. It wasn't no accident. Like it was just nothing. I I guess people forgot how to drive that day. But <laughs> you feel me? Other than that, you feel me? Mercury. This this might have been a blue Gatorade. Mercury gave me because it was it was real good to me. Other mm. than that, so same. Me. I really had no job or nothing. You know. Yeah, I man. That be that really be the best <laughs> part. About life, I had to do a clean sweep. I'm basically, uh, like really locked down, had to shut everything down. And of course, that doesn't sound fun, but it was actually really refreshing to say the least. Like, for once to just be able to focus on me and what I got going on and not have to deal with everybody else's shenanigans. That's what. That's what Nip used to tell us. You gotta lock. You gotta lock him. You mm-hmm. gotta do these holes. That mm-hmm. your shit will follow. Period. Do what you gotta do. Period. Period. So speaking on mentally, mental health. Uh, I first wanted to touch on the Texas shooting mm-hmm. that took place yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely a tragic event. I hope that the people that were injured are are safe. Uh, story is 18, 19 year old. I think his name was Timothy Simpkins. Um, apparently was being bullied in school, um, which turned into him pulling out a gun and shooting at everybody. Um, so today I'm on the shade room and I see that he posted 70, 75, I think to be exact, thousand dollar bill. And everyone in the comments was happy. So as I'm reading the comments, they're like, like, um, good for him. Like the school should have done more about the bullying. And here at Champions Corner, I'm sure Ali would agree with me. We do not, in any way, shape, or form, condone bullying. But I do want to ask, what the hell is wrong with y'all? Yeah. <laughs> like, why are we condoning a 18, 19 year old boy uh, trying to off people that did no harm to him? Like, granted. He could have been getting bullied, right? And from the era that I'm from, the mm-hmm. generation that I grew up in, 
somebody snap on you, you snap back. You come with jokes. You feel what I'm saying? You defend yourself. They did get into a fight, a physical fight. And that's how it's supposed to be. If you don't got no jokes and they keep joking on you after you tell them to stop, you knuckle up. At least, you feel me? Usually when you knuckle up, they're not really going to bother you. Yeah. Because they know, like, yo, he really ready to, he really about his. So they're not going to bother you no more. It's sad that it had to come to this and... People that are really condoning this is mad. It's, it's mad, disgusting. Cause like we we really just sit here and speak about all the all the mass shootings, the school shooters yeah. that be white, and we talk down on them. Yo, they deserve to be under the jail. Never once did we say, yo, this kid was getting bullied, so he has the right, not even the right, but you feel me? It's justified, and we sitting here justifying this kid, like. Yeah, no, he was wrong. The people that was bullying him was wrong. He was wrong for taking Facts. that action. Y'all are wrong for condoning this. Facts. He's even wrong for like whoever let him post seventy five thousand dollar bail is wrong. Like it's I all agree. wrong from top to bottom. So I do think that schools should take more of action when it comes to bullying. I feel like maybe a no tolerance policy uh, to be put in effect. Um, I'm. I can't speak for what the solution would be because there's always gray areas to every situation. There's always going to be that middleman that it might not work or whatever the case may be. But as a parent, I don't care if you're black, blue, orange, green, like somebody starts shooting in the middle of my child trying to get an education. I want you to fucking suffer. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's just it. Regardless of, of what the circumstances were, you're, you send your child to school for them to be safe mm-hmm. and for the teachers to have the, you know, the stand, the can't find the word right now, whatever, to be able to monetize and manage the way that these kids act. So the fact that that couldn't be done, it was just so many failures on so many different angles. And it's, it's rough, bro, because we already were in a sensitive time as Very it is. Sensitive. And, you know, with mental health being at the forefront, mm-hmm. you don't know what this kid could have been going through already before he was getting yeah. bullied. You don't know what his, what his life was back at the crib. So it's it's already a real touchy subject. And then the fact that, you know, he it came to this. Yeah. It's, it's, already, it's already terrible. Plus, and it's, it's not even like, because I remember when I was in school, like, that's when, like, bullying first started to get, like, real serious, especially cyberbullying. Mm-hmm. So, like, whatever school I went to, they kind of, I wouldn't say it was a no-tolerance policy, but it was mad strict. Mm-hmm. Like, you couldn't really be trying to, like, if if you caught the wrong teacher, heard you making fun of a kid, like, you was going to the office, and, like, mm-hmm. they would try to suspend you type shit. So, it's, like, it's really, it's really hard because... As a kid, that's what you do. Yeah. As a kid, you play like that. You snap on people. You hike on each other. Like, that's that's the fun of school. Like, we're in there eight, nine hours a day. But let's just be honest. These kids now, what was fun to us is, like, to the extreme for them. Definitely too far. I say let's get some psychologists in there. Let's get some therapists in there. You never know how many doors you're going to unlock with Mm -hmm. just being a listener to these children. Like, a lot of people don't understand that. They don't have that at home. Right. So let's bring it to the school systems. Yeah, and we're not talking about just regular counselors. Guidance counselors. Every school school got counselors now. Like, we're not just talking about counselors. We're talking about real therapists. Yeah, yeah. 
really have a degree in that kind of thing or and like right. specialize in like children's children's psychology, children's therapy. So like we mm-hmm. need that needs to be implemented in school. So not only for the kids that are getting bullied, but for the bullies mm-hmm. because usually when the kid is a bully like that, it comes from the crib. Mm-hmm. Something's happening at home. Either he's not getting shown attention or he some tra- some something traumatic is happening at the crib. So you feel me? Every everybody has something that they need to unpack. So therapists Definitely. in the school, whatever, like y'all got the money, bro. Put it in the budget. Y'all got the bread. No shade. I'm just sitting here thinking like did your guidance counselor in school really provide much guidance? No, I never <laughs> if nobody ever really went to their guidance counselor, mm-hmm. though. Nobody ever. I went. think the first time I used my guidance counselor was for like um, college. Literally, like, <laughs> like I didn't even know who my guidance counselor was. Cause I was like a junior in high school. Like, yeah, I, I was never there. You feel me? Okay, so, sure. That's crazy. But the therapist in the school, yo, that's it. Speaking of therapy, not to sound like a feminist or sexist or anything, but um, I think a lot of these men now need some therapy. The amount of women that are coming up missing harassed, stalked, harmed, is ridiculous. Um, Maya Mercano, like, rest in peace to her, story is just heartbreaking to me because if you can't go to your home and feel protected, like, where can you possibly go? Mm -hmm. The fact that her, um, what was he, the, the maintenance man at the apartment building, like, because you can't take no for an answer, you decide that you're gonna go kill this, this young girl. Like, that's horrible. And it it scares me as a woman because it's like, where do we turn? I really really hate situations like this. I hate having to speak on it. I hate having to read Mm -hmm. it. I hate having to look at it because it's like, and I, bro, I didn't read the story at all because, like, I already knew what the outcome of the story was going to be. And I hate, I just hate consuming things like that. Mm -hmm. And it's a lot. You feel what I'm saying? So it's like, when I f- when I finally decided to get through the story, I'm like, bro, how can we ever be mad at women for what they do? Yeah, it's hard, bro. Cause you tell a dude no, you don't know how he's gonna react. Exactly. You tell a dude yes, now he won't get off your back. Mm-hmm. Like it's mm-hmm. like damned if you do, damned if you yeah, don't. Situation. Like, who's raising these? Who's raising these boys, bro? Cause they're not even men at this point. They they're boys. Mm-hmm. They don't have the mental capacity to be men because when you're a man, rejection doesn't fuel you to go cause harm to a yeah. woman. A woman that really did nothing to you. A mm-hmm. woman that doesn't owe you anything. She don't owe you time. She don't owe you a conversation. She doesn't even owe you a response if you say hi to her. Like yeah. She don't owe you none of that. If she does any of the above, she's being nice. She's being courteous. Don't mistake somebody being courteous for you and common courtesy as your way to get the foot in the door and try to speak to this woman now, bro. Like, stop it. Just yeah. It's pretty sick, honestly. It's rough. It's crazy because the other morning I went to um, grab breakfast with my daughter before working in school. And my back was turned to tend to my child. Mm-hmm. And I hear this knocking at my window. So I'm like, oh shit, like, is my my headlight out? Like, what's, is my car in the wrong spot? So I turn and it's this guy and he's going like this, like, roll down your window. So I like crack my window a little bit. Mm-hmm. And he, I have on my work shirt, mind you. And he goes, 
um, my finger hurts. Can you help me? And I just freeze. And then he goes, no, you're just gorgeous. I just wanted to tell you that. And then walks away. And my heart just dropped because I was like, that could have been really bad. A bad judgment call on me for number one for even attempting to roll down my window, not thinking. But for you to be banging on my window, like, right. <laughs> like to make a, a situation awkward with something that you thought was a kind gesture turned out to be something that right. could have been really bad. It's like, what? Like, your life is going to go completely this... Like, your life is not going to change Yeah. if you walk past that woman and don't say nothing to her. Mm. Your life is not going to change. You didn't have to knock on her... He didn't have to knock on your window and be like, yo, you're beautiful. Yeah. Nothing <laughs> is going to change from her. You thought she was going to be like... Oh, oh here, you. take my, my number. number. <laughs> like, bro, we don't live in that world, bro. It's over for that. Stop. Leave these women alone, bro. Leave these women alone. If a woman, if a woman is interested in you, she'll find a way to let you know that she's interested, bro. Or maybe let's just find different means of trying to let a woman know that you're interested. That as well. Like it can be from a distance. The the wording, how you say it, the body language, like the aggression is really what gets yeah. to me. Knocking like, on the window was mad. Like it was super aggressive. That, if he really wanted to get your attention, he should have just waited till you looked up or something, bro. He didn't have to knock on your window. He didn't even have to approach your vehicle for real. I agree. Because if he was in the vicinity, you would have seen him at some point. Mm-hmm. He could have waved at you, like yeah. Could have. It's just something as simple as that. But with that being said, men, keep your hands to yourself. Stay away from these women. And women, now that it's getting darker outside, <laughs> lock your doors as soon as you get in the car, not before you please, drive away. Please. Never try not to go alone. Right. <laughs> Always be, go in groups. Don't be parking mad far from your destination to save too. some money. Mm-hmm. Pay for convenience so your car could be right there. Mm-hmm. Like, don't, like, because it's crazy people out here, yo. Yeah, bless you. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Thank you. It's crazy people out here, yo. You don't know. You don't know what these what these people are willing to do over a simple no, a simple no answer. Like you don't know what these men are capable of. So just please be careful, please. It's even said that you gotta watch the guys that that you quote unquote love though. Let's look at the Gabby Petito case. She went on vacation with her boyfriend, like someone that she trusted. They had an argument. That resulted in a physical altercation, and she's dead. <laughs> like, I it's sick. I hate that stuff, yo. Because, yo, especially for like people like me or like some of my friends, it's like we go out of our way mm-hmm. to make sure women are safe in our presence. As like, you I always say, yo, if a woman does not feel safe in my presence, I didn't do my job. Mm. No matter if I'm here for five minutes no matter if i'm here for two hours you have to feel safe in my presence you have to like i have to assure you that yo when i'm here nothing's gonna happen to you i'm not gonna try no shit to make you uncomfortable and if at any point in this situation if you're uncomfortable by any stretch of the imagination whether it be me somebody in this room or somebody that's outside please let me know so we can rectify the situation immediately. Mm. Like, women are supposed to be comfortable, especially women that you call your friends mm-hmm. or women that look to you as their male friend. You have to, have to, have to take that as seriously as you need to because it's getting crazy out here. Yeah, I agree. Everybody stay dangerous. <laughs> stay dangerous. That's some crazy shit going on out here. 
it just honestly makes you it makes you more aware of your surroundings though but then it also makes you very paranoid yeah, like, <laughs> you don't know who to trust you don't know who's gonna do what what kind of life are we living that this is this is what it's gotta be yeah it's uh, a little scary i'm not gonna lie it's ghetto here yo i hate it oh my god 10 out of 10 wouldn't recommend <laughs> would not recommend bro it's terrible horrible <laughs> So before we started the show, we talked a little bit um, about Dave Chappelle and you stand-up comedy. I'm sure you know a little more about it than I do because I ain't watch it. That is definitely a 10 out of 10 I would recommend to everybody. Mm. Great special. Mm. Amazing special. Best stand-up comedian there ever was, mm. in my opinion. Um, and it's just, I feel like he's really the best because... He'll take real touchy subjects and bring light to a situation while still making it funny. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people will stay away from these touchy, hot subjects. He'll go in there and try to find a way to make it funny, shed light on some of the wrong things about situations where everybody can go wrong. So, like, for example, Dave Chappelle has made a killing off of you know, joking on the LGBTQ community, right? Made a killing off of it. So much so that they feel like he hates them, right? Like, they, oh my God, he's transphobic, he's homophobic, hates us, blah, 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 right? And especially, basically, you know, he still pokes fun at them. He's making more jokes about how the baby could kill somebody in a Walmart. He could kill a black person in Walmart and nobody blink an eye. But as soon as he says something disparaging about the LGBTQ community, now he has to be canceled. So he says, yo, they value words over human life. Like, what's like, what are we doing here? And he just, like, it's a stand-up about that where he's picking, picking, picking. And it's like, at the end of the stand-up, spoiler alert, everybody, at the end of the stand-up, he says, yeah, like, I met this trans woman in San Francisco. She's a comic. You know, we hit it off immediately. She's an amazing person. I let her open up for me and all this kind of stuff. He was just going on about how she was just this amazing person, amazing, amazing, amazing person. And um, she, like, something happened with Dave Chappelle about the LGBTQ community, and she went to go, like, stand up for him online. And they killed her online. Killed her, killed her, killed her online. And then it comes out, like, five, six days later, she committed suicide because of, all of the stuff that's been happening uh, to her online, and she was probably dealing with some other things. And he was like, it didn't matter that, you know, she was trans. It didn't matter. Like, she was a comic. She was a comic to me, and she was my friend. You feel what I'm saying? And it's, I know you guys think I hate y'all, but I really don't because I had a friend that was part of your group, and we laughed, and we joked, and we had an amazing time, and she killed herself because of, you know, the slander that she was getting. And it was just, it was a real introspective special. A lot of funny jokes, and he's really the GOAT. Hmm. That's interesting. That's I gotta say, he's really the GOAT. I'm not, I didn't watch it, like I said. I did watch the clips, the LGBTQ clips. I, as far as the baby goes, I don't think that he was, how can I say this? I just think what he said was insensitive. I don't think it was really like a stab at LGBTQ, but I also think that we should not be making excuses for it. Mm-hmm. Making comments about HIV and AIDS. There are people in this world who are born with it. There are people in this world who 
had no intentions on catching it. So that that type of thing is one of those things where I just kind of stay away from because it's like wrong is wrong. I don't think that there should be any excuses made for the baby. There's a million things that you could have said than HIV and AIDS. Like growing up, we we were in millions of parties where it'd be like, if you wash your ass today, wave your hands in the air. Like so, we 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 get it, but I just think that right. alone was a little that. too said, far. Well, what he said was one thousand percent distasteful, and like, yeah, can't say that, can't say that. Yeah, it's fucked up, but I yeah, get it. It's a great special, a lot of jokes, but um, since we on just the realm of Netflix. You know, Squid Game has taken everything by storm. Mm-hmm. What I would like to say is, after I watch Squid Game, I don't know how I could watch regular TV after that. What? Why? How far did you get in the Squid Game? I'm only on episode four. Are you judging that shit, me? That shit tripped me out. I'm not going to lie. Well, Korean like shows are very, very like. Remember the show Parasite, the movie Parasite, mm-hmm. is very good. They're very gory, yeah. so that's why I'm taking my time with it because yeah. it's a lot. It's a lot to process. I don't see how you guys watched that in one sitting. Oh, I did. That was just a lot for <laughs> me. Ooh, a lot of people did. Yo, I was hooked after first, bro. Spoiler alert again, but during the first episode, when they all get together. And they're like, all right, you know, we're going to play a game of red light, green light. And then they go, stop, dude gets caught, boom, shoot him. Yeah, that didn't move me. Right, shot him, right? I'm like, oh, shit, right? I'm looking at like, yo, this guy's really dead, right? The guy goes, sees, he's really dead. Everybody's like, oh, my God. And then everybody tries to run back, go to the door. Boom, 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 boom. I said, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I don't, I didn't get I didn't get that though. That wasn't like my reaction. Like I just think I was more hooked on the fact that that like you know me, I'd rather go deep into shit. People <laughs> die every day, B. But the part that really got me was like I just want to know how it's going to end with the fact that they're they're super poor like these people are dirt fucking poor and they're going to the fucking furthest extent to, to make a dollar. You will see if you decide to finish. It, no, I'm gonna see. finish. I'm you gonna will finish see because it's a nice, it's a nice little twist. And definitely, since you know you like to look into the deeper meaning of things, mm-hmm. really one of the deeper meanings of this show is really about it's really money. Of course. And there's not like basically everybody has a price. Mm-hmm. Everybody has a price. Even when, like, in the show, they were like, yo, you know, we all want to leave. And then they all vote like it was, they had to go take a vote. Who wants to stay? Who wants to go? Mm-hmm. The people who wanted to leave actually won. So then everybody left. But they was like, uh, if you leave, remember, the money that's accumulated, y'all don't get none. And it's split up between the dead people's families. A lot of the people was like, yo, nah, they can't get that money. Mm-hmm. Like, they're dead already. What the fuck they gonna do with that money? Like we gotta get that. Long story short, the niggas lost, and then they left. And then some people was like, "Yo, I'm right back in this fucked up situation." Mm-hmm. I thought it was worse in there than it was out here. Mm-hmm. But on I'm out still here, broke. <laughs> it's, it's worse because 
I'm living on borrowed time at this point because I still owe these people money and they're mm-hmm. all going to come and get me and mm-hmm. I don't want to go to jail. I want to do nothing. So they all end up going back. Yeah. They all end up going back on some sick shit too. And as the games progress, it like, it gets a little more, it gets a little more sick because you start to see how people really turn on each other. People are forming alliances. And shit that we see every day. Exactly. Basically. It's really... It really takes, it, it, that show is really going to, it's almost like holding up a mirror to yourself and to a lot of people in society. Mm-hmm. Because at this point, I think we all know everybody has a price for, you know, certain things. So Agree. I'm more so really happy for the writer, though, like knowing that it took years and years and years for him to even get someone to look at his pitch and yeah. having to sell his laptop for $600 to be able to finish the show and now it's number one on Netflix and he was able to collect his coin. That's a beautiful thing. I don't know how it would take so long for somebody to pick that show up. Cause I feel like, well, just think about it. You're competing with so many other ideas, Yeah, but it's like, I feel like it's, I always say it's enough. It's enough food for everybody. Of course. Right. So I feel like if one of them big, excuse me, corporations didn't pick it up, excuse me, it'd probably go to some smaller thing. I really feel like um, that it wasn't this show as it's constructed. I feel like it was a different version, and I feel like when it got picked up by Netflix, I feel like they did a collaborative effort to kind of, you know, fine-tune mm-hmm. some things and make it to what it is now, because I don't feel like this is the exact same show that he wrote it. Oh, I'm now. sure it's not. Yeah, so I feel like, but... I'm glad it is where it is yeah. for season two, and I can't wait. I can't wait. I was listening to a Breakfast Club interview. I don't even know who it was, to be honest. Uh, some guy that works, he does, like, TV shows and things like that, and he was basically explaining to Charlemagne and Envy why the process of getting your show picked up takes so long because they were like, why does this take so long? And he's like, because the people that you sit at the round table with – they, he was like, it's not just a, a quick thing. He's like, it's a, it's a month process. It takes years sometimes. They want to speak to your employees. They want to speak to everyone around you. He's like, they want to speak to people they shouldn't have to speak to. Like, right. they really dig deep into your business right. about your ideas before they really say, okay, it's, like, this is what we're going to do. That's kind of like what they do with the NFL. Like, what they do with the NFL when they're like thinking about drafting somebody, mm-hmm. not only are they gonna, you know, get you in a pre draft interview, they're gonna interview you, but they're gonna speak to a bunch of like they'll go to your middle school coach mm-hmm. and go ask him about they'll go find one of your pop Warner teammates yeah. and go ask him about stuff like just so they wanna make sure because at this point you're their investment now. Exactly. They wanna make sure you feel me they're making the right decision, they're making good on their money. I agree with that move though. Yeah, I feel like Especially especially if you're going to go in business with somebody and, you know, for, like, shows, the I, like the ideal situation for a show is to continue to be renewed for more seasons so you guys can have a, you know, a working relationship. Mm-hmm. And for the network, you don't want to work with somebody that, you know, yeah, they're going to be great in the beginning, but long term, they're yeah. going to be horrible. So I feel like. That's pretty. That's a pretty. That's a pretty smart move. Shout out to Netflix though, because they was losing me for a second. I was Team Hulu. I ain't gonna hold you. Netflix is still losing me. Netflix is still losing me, even though I don't pay for the Netflix. 
1899 or something like that is way too much. First of all, there's no reason why you should have to pay for screens if there's more than one person watching it for the price that Netflix is. That's number one. That's crazy. Number two, why should I have to pay 699 if I want HD or 4K? That's ridiculous. Like, come on now. They're making a killing, bro. And honestly, yo, if Netflix don't pick up the original content, they're going to become obsolete, yo. Netflix will have me in a chokehold if they put Martin on there. That's the only way. That's the only like, way. They they kind of got me back though with um Squid Game. There was another movie called The Intrusion. I think I liked. I started watching Money Heist. I didn't finish because I think it got it started dragging. I'm on part four. I'm eventually I'm gonna have to finish, but to me it dragged. It did. It, there was a point in there where it kind of dragged. And I fucking hated the inspector lady because there's no way in hell. There's no way in hell I'm going to give up my good ass job. She had to be making like six figures for, I don't want to say an N word. I'm trying to delete that word. For a man that I don't even know. Yo, Are you crazy? No. A nice little relationship and Fuck that. The, the dude that worked at her job, he was in love with her. So we all know that the dude that's going to treat you right and is in love with you, they, I don't be paying no mind to him. Y'all want that man? Shut up, Ali. Y'all want the man that's, you feel <laughs> me? It's, that's no good. You feel me? And that was, that was, you feel me? That was, that was a good choice, though. I fuck with it. That was not a good choice. She it basically was. lost everything. First of all, I'm not losing my daughter over no man. She crazy as hell. <laughs> Bro, look, they mm-hmm. done got permanent vacations. No, yo. that's not a permanent vacation. You are hiding. Bro, <laughs> you yo. cannot freely move around this bitch. You hiding. It's a permanent vacation. It's not a permanent vacation. Guess what? You're going to get tired of being in the same spot. Okay, some it's right, different so trees and it's different water. You're going to get tired of being there too. Right, so they just move to more remote locations. That's it. Wherever go move wherever fucking Russell Simmons is at. You got Tokyo Tokyo and her man got to live on the damn beach. Like they on Castaway. That's like only, that's the only thing. Um with how young he is, you should have known that like you feel me? I like, feel so bad for him. They yeah, fucked his mind through, all yeah, the he, way he up. He's going through it though. But Netflix is the only thing that's really saving them is original content with Money mm-hmm. Heist, Ozark, uh now Squid You Game, is coming you. back on. Uh, that was a good series. It, it was. I underestimated it. But it was really good. What I am going to say is the new movie with Jake. I'm a big Jake Gyllenhaal fan. Jake Gyllenhaal and Liam Neeson. Those are like two of my favorite actors. The new movie that Jake Gyllenhaal has on Netflix is horrible. <laughs> it is so bad. And I was so upset. I'm tweeting about it. I'm like, yeah, any movie that Jake Gyllenhaal is in, I'm going to watch it. It was bad. Like, any, like, Southpaw should have been like, anything that he touches after Southpaw has to be on that level. Remember Southpaw's movie, the boxing movie? Yeah. And it's not that at all? No. <laughs> It's like it's like Holly Berry's movie, that movie where she was trying to save the young girl as oh, a dispatcher. God. He's a dispatcher trying to save this lady from committing suicide, basically, at the end. Sorry, I spoiled the whole movie, but it was so ass. How many times that are they going to remake that? going to just remake stuff like that yep. or remake, like, the stalker guy? Anyone know what was, what was so bad about this movie? The whole entire movie took place at the at the police dispatching spot. 
There was no other scenery but that's that what, one that's spot. What, that's what people is trying to do now, yo. Like, get like a like a one like what they did with uh what the hell is that movie with um John David Washington and uh Zendaya. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah. they trying to get that kind of feel where it's all mm-hmm. in one place. It takes place in one day. That's horrible. Like, bro, it takes a real art to kind of do something like that. You can't like not everybody could do that. Only person that can do that is Tyler Perry. <laughs> and that's what the Medea plays. And other than that, I'm I'm never again watching a movie that's all in one set. Like yo, that's shout it. Out to Madea, yo. For real, the old plays. I used to love Madea's Clash Reunion used to be my favorite. I had it on DVD. I used to watch it. Like, mm-hmm. Oh no, nah, those Tyler Perry DVDs used to hit differently. Yeah, nah. I'm, I'm embarrassed. I used to watch that like once. Why a are you week. embarrassed? They were really good. Yeah, but like once a week, like I was. <laughs> oh, you was on that joint like word for word, word. for word. Like, yeah, I'm singing with them and all. <laughs> Those were the days, though, man. Yeah, Medea. Life, life was way much more simpler back then, yo. I, I agree. You. I agree. Yeah. There was something I wanted to talk about, and I can't remember what it was. Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> yo, they yeah. definitely sentenced the Kells, yo. They mm-hmm. definitely sentenced the Kells. I just want to say that um, the Boondocks was never wrong about nothing, ever. Like I was gonna say, R. Kelly is a fucking ass. (laughs) The Boondocks already knew R. Kelly got you feel me sentenced. There was people outside the courthouse talking about some free R. Kelly. That's sick. Innocent. He ain't do nothing. They all should have been hit with citations. Yeah, R. Kelly said, "Yo, it's a couple more niggas that's nasty like me, bro. I'm about to, I'm about about to spill the beans." Not nasty like me. I'm I'm about to give it up, bro. I'm all for it. He said it's a uh, he said it's a rapper and a real famous singer or something. I'm all for it. So I'm like, yo, point him out, shine a light on him. <laughs> yep, I'm, like, I'm all me, for it. Let me see what kind of let me see what kind of other niggas in here is nasty. Bro, we got to get rid of these these yeah, disgusting nah, ass pervs. That's sick. It took it took on Kelly 20 years to get jammed up, but you feel me? Better late than never, I guess. I want the media to stop interviewing Azriel Clary. Whatever her name is. She's still getting interviews? Still. Oh, now God. she's doing interviews about how she was coerced during all of her interviews. Now that R. Kelly locked up, you want to sing like a canary. Oh, God. I just, I'm, I don't know. It's something about her that, I, I get it. She has issues. <laughs> but the other girl, she doesn't even talk much. Like, I guess she's in that let me heal stage. Yeah. Here you have this one. She just... She doing interviews with Oprah's best friend like girl go home and heal why do you need to do all of that you gotta capitalize on the spotlight when you hot no Mm -mm. she actually has her own like um woman's feminine feminine health line or whatever she sells like yanni gels and stuff like stick to that (laughs) you're out of the house you know, it's time to move forward. We're still reverting back to, and it's like you're doing it for a tent. Now, now, at this point, it's getting a little weird. You're not shedding any light on on much of anything. We already knew R. Kelly coerced you. That whole entire interview was comical. I'm not here to talk about this. What are you here for? <laughs> yeah, we thought that was the only thing you was here for, bro. Like I don't see. <laughs> I don't agree with it, and I hope that she seeks the help that she needs because. Um, while we was gone, the whole situation with um 
Karen Civil and what's what's the dude's name? Uh, Joyner Lucas. That whole situation mm. um, about how oh he Joyner Lucas paid her sixty thousand dollars for like uh, a marketing package or something to where she you know she would get his she would get him like blog placements and the interviews and all that kind of stuff and he felt like she robbed him. Yeah. And I'm just here to say, um, I don't feel like she robbed him at all. I mean, it's just on the outside looking in because when you pay these branding and consulting firms, it's really kind of hard to gauge and monetize what they're doing for you. Like, yeah, they can put you in all of these places and you can never materialize to anything and you're still going to say, yo, it's their fault. They didn't go hard enough for me. And really, I'm not supposed to go hard for you. I'm supposed to put you where I said I was going to put you. And then if the people fuck with it, they fuck with it. If they don't, they don't. And I feel like that's what happened. Now, granted, Jordan Lucas still caught on eventually a couple years later. But I don't feel like if you're paying, I don't feel like there's anything that $60,000 worth is going to buy me in terms of promotion and all that kind of stuff sixty thousand dollars that'll buy you up to me it'll buy you a lot but it better buy me something that's worth it sixty thousand like, dollars better buy me instant fame like i'm not <laughs> like sixty thousand dollars for you to just put me on complex yeah no and then speak about me in a radio interview or land me a uh, an interview on a podcast. That's where I kind of felt like she was wrong. Um, because th- at some point you're just taking advantage. I mean, did you really need $60,000 to do that? And I get it. She's like, oh, I had to pay X, Y, and Z. You have to pay the middleman and then you have to take your cut. And it really didn't cost you $60,000 to do that. And not for nothing. He had, he had a lot of different receipts. Like if I'm, I, I feel as if I'm giving you $60 or you're giving me Mm $60,000, all your questions should be answered. Mm. Whatever question that you have, I should be able to provide an answer for that amount of money. There's no, oh, I'm not obligated to answer in the phone for you all day long. That amount of money for a starving artist, that's that's an investment that he took on his career. So I kind of feel like that's the least... The least that you could do is pick up the phone when you get a chance. For six, I'm not handing one person $60,000 with my career in their hands. That's just me, though. That's just me. I don't give a fuck how powerful you say you are. That's not true. I'm not handing you. I don't, I don't yo, believe that you feel that way. Me? I'm not handing nobody sixty k, bro. That's a salary. I'm not handing you a salary and saying... Yo, I'm putting all of my faith in you, but they don't even got no rapport. Would you just not hand sixty k to Karen Civil? No. Or would period. you not hand sixty k to anybody? Period. Like, bro, you know what has to be done for me to hand you sixty k? Like, I need to. We need. First of all, we need to have a sit down. I'm not just throwing sixty k, bro. Like, sixty k. Hmm. Bro, yo, like I, I front feel and that. back end, like quarters, like bro, sixty k. In what other world do you just hand somebody sixty k and you never met them? I'm not doing that. You never had yeah. a sit down meeting with them. You just 
exchanged a few emails back and forth. No, I agree. But even if you, you, you even if you divvy it up in pieces, you still giving up sixty k. Yeah, no matter how you want to look at me, it. If you fucking me, make me feel better about me getting fucked. Like if I'm just. Like you feel me like Well, first of all, Karen Civil, she be in some 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 rooms. <laughs> you gotta think about that too. Like she rubbed elbows with some of the highest of the highest yeah. of the highest. So yeah. in his eyes, he thought he was doing something good. Now granted, right? This is just me being me and the way I look at things, right? If I'm looking at Karen Civil and where she's been, where she is, and where she's trying to go, I'm probably not gonna hand her sixty K and say you feel me make me pop mm-hmm. because that's a busy woman she's non-stop working around the clock so the way my brain is gonna work is like yo when is she gonna find time to put me in these rooms that i want to be in like yeah she does this but this isn't the only thing she does mm-hmm. she's probably a manager to a couple artists like she's running around with artists like she's artists team like i wouldn't have did it because her report is bad you got you got a million different Art, you got Cameron, you got you got too many big names yeah, that that Meek Mill, <laughs> Meek Mill been speaking out on Karen Silva for a long, and I actually look up to Karen Silva, but when it comes to your reputation, you really got to look at shit like that. Like you got some of the highest of the highest of the highest names that's like this bitch ripped me off. Right. So for me to hand you sixty k and your name ain't squeaky clean, that that's my issue, right there. Walking around and handing nobody 60k, especially if I don't got 60k to give. Yeah. No. Well, he was starving artists at that time. If you got 60k to hand for brand consulting, you hire an attorney. With a baby on the way. You know, niggas with babies love making investments beside the kids, <laughs> but you know, 60k, your baby about to come out and you giving up 60k. Listen. I know his baby mama was pissed off. Well, listen, if I got 60k to give, I got enough money. For, okay. I got enough money for an attorney. To kind of mediate this situation and figure out what's going on and what needs to be done. Yeah. Because with 60K, I'm like, I need some, like, I need some metrics. I need some bars. Like, yo, with this 60K, I need to have this many eyes on my stuff. Right. And I need to be able to see that. Like, what's the metric for me to know that I have this many eyes on my stuff? I need to get this many views on something that I put out because, mm-hmm. like, I just need metrics at this point. Right. And, It's crazy, crazy. Moral of our story today, work on your mental health. Ladies, stay safe. Please. Keep your 60K in your pocket. Keep your 60K in your pocket, bro. (laughs) I am Kaysamon, Ali John. We are here at our home base of LRM Network, and we are out. Keep hitting my fingers on the skin, too. Mm. We ain't even get to talk about who Shiesty about to do life. The first count, he could get up to like 10, but the count of like shooting in the actual spot, he did the maximum is like. Shiesty, that's my dog. I don't think he's going to do life.